0: Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memories. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotifest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the bin and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, Customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about RotaFest at rotafest.com.
1: You're going to be Here's that super guy. Super high,
0: I'm going to be, the good, yeah, be exactly. the good looking guy. You're the ugly guy. The plus you got the bald head. So what, what can you say? Hey, hey yo. Come on,
1: man! Sorry, really the, the show. Quit picking on me. Hey, it's just they, Jody's. Just he's just jealous. He knows what looks better. Whatever, man. Whatever.
2: I mean, you need a You'll get the same uh, tan like I have.
1: That's right. Yeah,
2: that's true.
0: You know, I I do like your nice uh cafe-colored skin. You know, like, you you, that's the way my wife's is. You know, Filipino, nice cafe mocha skin. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. And then you got your son who's all little light skinned. And my kids are going, How come, dad? We got a little bit of you. That sucks. We want more, mom. Hey, I don't know, man. I saw, I was watching some
3: old podcasts you did uh, on Facebook the other day. And yeah, I think you were hitting on somebody else last time I
1: saw you on podcast. <laughs> he is, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it was making me a little uncomfortable. I'm like, he's hitting on all the guests here. i am
0: got to get him, So yeah,
3: I don't know how I feel about this now. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm liking Georgie, man. That's good, man. Awesome. Hey. So obviously, welcome to another episode of Detail Memoirs. Uh, we always have a good time, and there's so much that goes on before we go on screen that we probably ought to have a camera that records it because it uh, would actually I be some I, pretty
1: funny outtakes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's pretty inappropriate, right? Before, but that's on Are me. You? So, um, so welcome to <laughs> Detail Memoirs. As always, we have got uh, you know, the awesome guests. Um, we wanted to get you guys on for quite a while. We saw you at SEMA. Yep, so it's great. Yeah, it was super fun. And you know,
0: it's funny because when I reached out to George, I'm like, George, I need to have you on the podcast. And he goes, well, you realize my son's the boss. That's <laughs> He's true. Like, he runs the business. So you got to have my son on. So that's why we uh, titled this episode, Dad, you work for me. Every day.
2: <laughs> From the day he was born until I quit being his father. And that's going to be a long time.
1: That's right.
0: That's good, man. So let's, let's talk about how you guys uh, got started.
2: I'll let him start with that. Well, do you want to hear, I mean, I don't want to put you guys asleep, but do you want oh, to hear my story? Go for it. All right. Don't I'm ready. The gloss garage story, because
3: I think that's
0: more interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about the gloss garage story.
3: Well, don't let him lie. Here. He's got to talk for a little bit.
2: This guy's, <laughs> okay. This, there
0: we go. This guy's been so, watching
3: forever. So
2: just a quick run through um, how I got involved with um, the automotive industry. Um, I was born in 1968, and I'm gonna cut it short because I don't wanna put people out there to sleep, out in Southern California. And my father had a body shop ever since I could even remember. Um, You know, he, every day after school, our summer vacations, winter vacations were at the shop. And I'm the youngest of four, so I had to hurry up and catch up to these guys that, you know, already knew how to primer, paint, you know, and, and polish. But um, back then, it was it was a lot more different than what it is now. You know, you had pretty much your rotary, your 3M, what we called peanut butter compound, and you had a, a glazing and your finishing. So you didn't have much to work with, um, you know, coming from an auto body industry, moving on to that, you know, I ventured on as when I grew older and learned different techniques on how to work on these cars, you know, different paint techniques. I was pretty much more in the auto body and paint industry growing up. And that's kind of where I evolved into where I'm at today. Um, Never in my dreams did I thought that he was going to follow my footsteps with um dealing with cars you know i had different plans for him but you know it's not really it's not my life it's his life this is right. his choice, and i
3: support everything that he wants to do that's I awesome he, i made him talk because usually he tells me mm-hmm. how my grandpa would work him to death and i just think it's kind of cool because and it just kind of dawned on me the other day thinking about i've never done a podcast before so i'm a little, a little nervous but uh i was like kind of thinking about his story versus my story and his was like forced to work on cars. And then mine was like he wanted me always playing. He didn't want me when he was doing side jobs in the garage. He didn't want me working with him. He wanted me outside playing. He didn't put me to work every this and that. But I just somehow still found a way to get in the garage and make something and mess it up and then him have to fix it. And just kind of it was cool. Like he was forced to do it. And I just kind of was trying to get into doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. That pushed so- you away. I'm like, dude, you don't want to
2: get into this industry. I mean, it's a beautiful industry. It, it's it's amazing what you can do with your hands, and right. it's beautiful to see that you have a a car, pretty much, and you're you're transforming that car that came in that needs a lot of help. And by the time you're done, you're admiring what you've done with your hands. You know, yeah. and it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, But yeah, I kept on, um, I kept on pushing them like, yo, don't be in the garage with me. I'm doing this to, you know, help provide for the family. you know, it was my, it was my side gig. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the auto body industry, like I said earlier, and I've always been in that industry. And when I moved to Florida, I got out of it, but I always was back in the garage, making extra income. Uh, my wife didn't work at the time. She watched the kids, watched him growing up. So I was pretty much the breadwinner and kept on doing what I did. And he just wouldn't get out of the garage. So I put him to work from <laughs> the stand his fingers bled and he kept on coming back.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. So let me ask you a question there, because why why didn't you want your son in the garage? What was yeah. it about that that was like, you know what, son, I want you to go to college or I want you to be a doctor? What was the real driver for you not wanting him to be a garage head? So I wanted him to follow the
2: footsteps of his other of his older sister, which she went to college. She received her master's and went on and had a professional, you know, career um i didn't want him to have to endure the struggles that i did
1: Mm -hmm. growing
2: up so i as a parent as a father you want better for your children so i wanted him to be better than me i wanted him to to fill those gaps my shortcomings i want him to you know do something where he didn't have to work as hard as i did to be able to provide for his family so to speak. I mean, yes, you could make great money doing what we do. But you have to be careful. You, you could you could you could as a business owner doing what we do, you could set a number according to the lifestyle you want to have.
0: There's well, no I, I, and the reason why I asked that question is for the past couple decades there's been a strong push away from the trades right and so now there are a lot of kids that are interested in working with their hands They're work they're interested in being in construction or plumbing or working on cars and they've been told that you know what this isn't really a good career for you Right. And, and I love that Georgie was still driven to go, you know what? No, dad, I want to get my hands dirty. I like being in the garage. So Georgie talk about, you know, what drove you, you know, to, to be in the garage with your dad, but also to create, you know, this business.
3: Um, I don't know. I kind of think of myself like a caveman. I think we lost him.
0: So no, we're here, we're, we're still here. here. Just for some reason my the video just went video out, video went out. So I got
3: like I got like caveman mindset. Like I just like to get stuff shiny, if that makes sense. Like all my brain, like I see something, I'm like, let's get this shiny. But um, yeah. I used to do like I used to ride bikes and scooters and skateboards. And I mean, even from like then, which I was like 10, I would sand the paint off the bike and then get it all prepped and be like, all right, dad, I need you to spray this. And I mean that's what we would do. We would just constantly, I was just always doing stuff like that. And then I switched for at like 14, I started to get an interest in cars and I would just do like, I just watch YouTube. I kind of like, I didn't drop out of school, but I just didn't go to. I went. high school online school, which meant I just watched YouTube and played Call of Duty all day. But I started watching <laughs> cars. The truth comes I, out. Yeah, I started watching <laughs> cars. <laughs> the truth comes out, and that's um, awesome. Yeah, and I started watching like YouTube videos. That's when like car vlogs and stuff were starting to come out, and I'm like, this is yep. really cool. Like, there's so much to learn. That's what I love about cars. It's like even and detailing. You could know everything and still have to know more. If that makes sense, There's never right. like yeah right? So I got into cars like that. And then I was actually sponsored at a skate park a little bit farther from us. And my mom would take me back and forth to our, like the events we had to go do. And I was like, convinced her to stop and check out this, uh, challenger at a Dodge dealership. It was brand new 2015, just came out with a new body style black, of course. And, uh, I convinced her to test drive it and then First she company. ended up, uh, buying it. And we got like the paint protection program with it. Right. So I'm like 14 I came and drive the car, but they gave us this, this bucket with like soap, leather cleaner, wax, everything like that. And this paint protection bucket. That was a huge scam by the way. But, um, <laughs> they gave us that bucket, right? so I'm sitting in the back seat, looking at it. I'm like, damn, this car is really cool. And I'm going to like wash it and stuff. So I was doing homeschool. So I would just, literally like every three days wash and wax this car like it was my job and uh she just worked up the road at a hospital and um she would take the car always clean as could be to work and yeah. our co-workers were like hey you know who keeps your car so clean can they can can, can you know can you give me the car and she's like oh my son does it so um they uh, i finally got my first client it was a 40 detail on a uh on a on a dodge charger daytona, charger daytona. Right. yeah like that like the like a it. like a, yeah. a style one right yeah, yeah yeah smoked in it uh it was all i probably hadn't been washed car. in years it was terrible it was the worst car yeah it was, ever it was really bad and uh i remember i remember yeah, i got super pumped i'm like 40 bucks like you know <laughs> 20 more bucks i can get the new call of duty and uh i go outside you know <laughs> start on it at like 8 30 in the morning i see the school bus pick all my friends up and i'm like ah, oh, you suckers you know you're going to school i'm about to make some more <laughs> And then uh and then three thirty comes by and uh they got dropped off and I was still working on that card, sweating my <laughs> <sucker>? sweating my <laughs> stuff off and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Right, like and then, that school bus goes on like damn, huh? It's you know, I'm still not done here. <laughs> yeah. You know? but yeah, that's that was like the first job. And then I went from that to another coworker to a family member, and then this and that, and then we got so, cheap Vista print cards made and, and it was just kind of like a snowball effect of just like I don't know. It was just fun to do. Like I, I'd, I'd do it. My dad'd come home. He'd be like, "This looks like shit. You gotta hit this." And then get the big rotary out, hit the headlights, and then he cooked some dinner for me afterwards. We'd be hanging out outside. You know, I'd eaten some steak. And I'm like, "This is really like I loved the lifestyle that I was able to provide for everybody. Like it was just a cool environment all the way around." And I was like, you know, I could slave for someone, or I could I mean, because we all know, we all do this. It's definitely you know hard, not easy. Nothing is easy by it. You're doing everything, but I'd mm-hmm. rather do that and get the environment I may mean, work with my dad um my, my, my girlfriend and, and mother of, or mother of my child and then I work with my best friend from high school that is the only reason that I graduated and so I just got I have this like environment we made from it and I don't know it just kind of just went from there I guess and, and I kept my eye on him you know I kept my
2: eye on him watched him progress watched him get better and I let him figure it out. And I stepped in when I felt that I needed to step in and, you know, I would go to work. I mean, I had report at work at five in the morning and I was out by three 30, you know, work, working in the corporate, um, setting, um, worked for a company called Brunswick. Uh, we built, uh, sport yachts, yeah. big yachts. So I worked there for a total of 13 years, but this is what he chose to do. So I kept my eye on him and I saw that he was, you know, developing himself as a professional. And he took full responsibility of that car. And he tried to do it to the best of his ability. So little by little, I would give him tips. I would help him out. And basically I saw, I, it got to a point where I said, son, and I, of course I talked to mama bear, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, we need to do something to make sure that he is doing it and that he sees a progression of what he's doing. And it was never intended to be where it's at today, but we made, you know, I provided stuff for him and I helped him because you were what, 15 at the yeah, time? 15, 16. 15, so he couldn't even go out to, you know, go get liability insurance. Nope. He couldn't go get his, his license. He couldn't do things correctly. And I told him, I sat him down I said, look, we're going to do this. And if this is what you really want, We're gonna help you by providing insurance for you. We're gonna go ahead and get the license for you. We're gonna do this correctly because if you have, I see the potential in you and I see where you wanna go with it and you're getting better and better all the time, but we're gonna make sure that you do it correctly. And those were the foundations and those were the steps that we took to get where we're at today.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, part of that is the progression of an old school mindset that, I mean, and I was, I'm, you and I are real close in age. I was born in 67.
2: There you
1: go. So the, the mindset back then, and when we were growing up is that that was manual labor. Nobody wanted to do that. Right. You didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to do that stuff. And I was never discouraged from working in the automotive industry. Um, But, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the A list, right. You know, you were, you were doing fine, but you know, the ones that went to college and everybody wanted you to be a, a doctor lawyer or whatever. And so I think that there's been a huge shift in the industry because it's not just, and there's still people out there. There's still people out there that have a bucket and they're on the street corner and it's still 40 bucks for a detail. And I feel really sorry for those guys because they don't see the potential. Um, it's it's not what it was back then. It's it's a, it's a it's it's elevated. You know the whole industry is elevated, and so you know you see people that are very successful and have a really great lifestyle. And I'm I'm similar to you in the sense that I like the lifestyle that owning my own business affords me. It's worth. Extra money for me not to. And I worked in the corporate environment for a number of years in the IT world. And it was, uh, you know, there's a dress code and you have to right. have your hair cut a certain way and you, you know, all of that stuff. And I just shut it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but, but the point is with that is, you know, I came out of an environment being our age where I had long hair. I mean, seriously, I had long hair, I had hair down the middle of my back. And when I went in the corporate environment, I had to, you know, cut my hair and I had to, you know, you couldn't uh, you can't say certain things and you have to be a little more politically correct. Right, right. And that's all fine and well. And I don't and I don't have any ill will towards people dude. I've got, you know, three daughters and one of them's graduated from college and the other one's in college and the third one isn't. But they do their own thing, whatever they want to do. And I think that um, you can be successful doing what you want to do. It's that having the right mindset and going into it. If you don't have a poverty mindset, if you're not like, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm just gonna go wash cars. There's so many people that make six figures or more detailing cars and planes and motorcycles and boats and and all that. That I don't think that uh, the stigma is not there anymore. And so I think people understand, oh, here we go. Here we go. What happened to your hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's the detailing industry is what it is. A, I didn't get enough personal protection equipment in the compound. <laughs> and, and
2: and you're absolutely correct. You know, um, pretty much like my entire life, as far as I can remember growing up, I grew up in the auto body industry, like I said, as a young man and that, and then I ended up in Florida um, in the 2000s, I'd say probably like mid or early 2000s, and I went to work for a corporation setting, and I never have ever been in that type of an environment. And you're absolutely right. You have to pretty much change who you are and conform to your environment. Mm-hmm. You know, but back then I had to wear safety glasses and earplugs and follow certain policies and procedures, and it was very hard. It was difficult because I had never been in that particular setting before and reason that I did it is because I wanted to kind of switch it up and not have this young man fall into my footsteps yeah. so I, I kind of did that for <clears throat> for that particular reason um, but nevertheless I will not I would never trade what I've learned throughout the course of, of my life. Because I ended up doing this with him on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, work together every day. And, you know, and, and I, I'm so fortunate because even when we're not at work, he still wants to hang out with me.
1: That is a blessing, man. That is good.
2: That's a blessing. So
0: where are you guys today, right? We started out 15. Dad and mom said, all right, we got to get this aligned right so that, you know, long term we have a – nice trajectory for your business where are you guys today
3: um today we're currently in a 5,000 square foot shop um we have four people on our team Mm -hmm. now um trying to get i mean really i just i don't even know what my that's gonna sound bad i don't know i'm trying to figure out what my goal is in the in the detail like i'm happy with what i do now but i am kind of getting to the point where i I don't know if I want to go like tour, like try to chase, you know, doing, we, we, we do training classes for SP three. That's a lot of fun. I don't know if I want to go down that route. I kind of want to find, like we like doing the toy drives and the canned food drives. Like I love doing that stuff. And I kind of want to see if I can't make something of doing like charity events with all of the detailers to where you get like yeah. players, small players, everybody like toys for tots, but glossy jolly drive or cars for cans like everywhere. And like, yeah, my focus on doing something like that because i like training it's a lot of fun to to help people out and you know people helped out us along the way a huge amount right but i like really want to figure out something cool to do with all the detailers to where it's like you literally can make an impact like our last camp food drive we did we did twenty non non-perishable items to our local food pantry and like there's stuff like that that literally makes a gigantic difference in the actual world. And how crazy would it be if some people just washing cars with buckets like actually make a difference in the yeah, world? Yeah,
1: and there's a lot of people that do that. Oscar Hernandez in uh, Ventura, California, does a whole lot of stuff for the community. In fact, I think he does more of that than he does autism detailing. Autism car show. Um, and... Autism car show and food drives and everything. And then uh, Scott Mesha in Maine. Uh, does a thing every year. It's coming up right now. Uh, operations it is Slay called Shine. Operation Slayshine, Shine, where they help out vets, and they do some stuff for vets. And there's yep. people all over the country that do that, Harry Sandwith and Jim Gogan. And uh, it's been done here at the RAG Company. And so, yeah, there's a ton of stuff you can do that have a big impact. And I think that is you know if i was to say you know what are you what are you the most proud of in the detailing industry it's that it's the efforts that people do that is above and beyond substance living and i think that's when you can say that you're successful is when you're thinking outside of just your mouth and your ass, right? Yeah. I got to have somewhere to sit <laughs> and I got to have something to eat. That's, so, hey, that's uh, the honest truth. I love the rawness yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's- man. That's how it is. You really think outside crazy, of that. You're like, well, what can I do to help? What can right. I do to reach out? And, and, you know, Jody and I have been lucky to be involved in a lot of those things. We sponsor a lot of events. There's a lot of, IDA events that we go to. And uh, there's been situations where there's been detailers that have been down on their luck and they had their shops stolen or their, right. their tools stolen. And we just, you know, we just reach out and do stuff. We've been really fortunate. Some of the companies like, you know, Flex and rupes and uh, Buff and Shine uh, and uh, Lake Country that give away just thousands and thousands of dollars worth of product in these situations. And I think that is, um, you know, for all of the bad that's out there and all the BS you see on social media and everything, there's a lot of good out there that are people are doing, like you guys doing the the, the canned food drives and all that. And I just, I don't, I don't know about you, but I just get that sense of, yeah, there's stress, but it's different. You know, in the corporate world, you got to keep your ass puckered and you got to keep your your nose clean. And in the detailing world, you still have to do that to a certain extent, but you get to do it your way, right? right?
3: All right. I, I'm glad you touched on that because I was literally thinking that when you guys were saying it, it's like, yeah, those are the rules you got to confine to when you are in a corporation like that. But it's also kind of, I don't want to say easier, but they lay it out for you, right? And you can go, that's what I love about detailing is you could be Suit and tie detailer with a you know with all fancy lab coat on doing this and that, or it could be forty dollars bucket <laughs> washing. Right, it. and there's no cap or no limit, and no one says this say I have to do it, this is how I have to do it, and that's what you're saying about mindset. I think that's huge. Is like you get to dictate. It. You can make by yourself one hundred thousand dollars a year, twenty thousand dollars a year. Like the only person that gets to say what you do, how you do it, is yourself. And yep. yeah, corporations are hard to confine to that, but it's also hard to wake up every morning and say. I'm not going to play Call of Duty, and I'm going to go to work and do really good <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and it's a double-edged sword on everything, and you got to pick your poison. Like, what yeah, do you want? Yeah, do? What do you want to
0: do? So, I have a question for you. So, it sounds like you have a really good dynamic working to, together, <clears throat> right? I mean, and it's bleeding across every aspect of your life. What have you learned working together? that you think has really impacted your business that would be helpful for others? Checks and balances.
3: You got to have like, you got to have people that are assigned. I think when we first started, I mean, oh, I know when we first started doing it together, we, we, we were at each other's throats a lot of the times because we're both trying to put our hands in places that our hands weren't good at. Right. So you got to learn like, okay, this person isn't going to do that. They're not good at that. And then you flip it. Like people have, like we have our, our design roles in here that, we're good at doing them and that's how we do. I'm not gonna try to do the stuff he does. Um, he's not gonna try to do the stuff I do. We just know our place. We both treat each other with respect and we had to get rid of that father and son thing. Like it's good, it's great. Cause we can just be like, hey, hey, hey. like listen, but you gotta kind of put it to the side. It's like, there's no upper and lower, It's you're equal. You know your place and you do what you're good at. And it was just kind of figuring that out. I mean, I had never even, I still haven't had a job to this day. I've, I've never like clocked in somewhere besides here. And so, like, I didn't know, you know, there's just, it was just a lot that I didn't know. And thank God he was so patient with me and, and willing to teach me. But he comes from all this background of knowing everything, how things are run, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, kind of here, like, I can wash a card very nicely. And so, yeah. just learning what our skills? Like, I still had to learn my skills and figure out what I was going to be good at. And he was, you know, I mean, just kind of knowing our places. And that's the biggest thing I yep. know. So, so he's absolutely one hundred
2: percent correct on that. and I learned I learned my place right away because I treat him equal to me. I give him all the respect that I would give if I had a partner that was, you know, my age and mm-hmm. had the experience or had more experience than me. That's what I do with him. I give him the space. Um, he He pretty much runs the shop. I, I I do, and I jump in wherever I feel that I need to. I I know my place. I know my role. And um, believe me, I I learned it quick because I came in with an attitude one time and he sent me home. (laughs) Jody's trying to send me home, bro. Let me tell you, that was hard for me to take in. That was hard. I'm like, yo, I was ready. I'm like, yo, I'm your dad. How are you going to send me home? out. Chase me around. (laughs) (laughs) The jungler. But in his, but in his defense, you know, this is his pretty much operation. I'm just helping him and filling in the gaps where he needs me. When he sent me home, it was my fault. I had an attitude and there was employees on the floor and how would it have looked if I would have sat there and argued and said, yo, I'm your dad. How are you going to send me home? You know, I, I went home despite the fact that I knew that he needed me here. And he knew, he didn't hear, <laughs> uh, but he did the right thing. And I, and, and, yeah. and he sat there and he, with the stern voice and told me, go home. Yep. And yeah, I, I think did.
1: that's, I think that's good to be able to, I, I really think that's the most, one of the most important things you said is understanding your place and, and also being able to step outside of, um, the role of father and son because there's so many couples that we talk to that are husband and wife, you know, you guys, father and son, we, we break all the rules in business as well. I mean, um, there's four owners of our company and two of us are brother-in-laws. Two of them are brothers. And Jody was one of the guys best friend for 30 years. And so we break all those rules. And so you have to be able to, when you step into work, your partners, you know and and sometimes feathers get ruffled and everything but at the end of the day you go hey okay we did this wrong let's let's readjust jody and i call it adjusting the knobs you know right you you adjust the dials and you're like well that didn't work let's tone that down a little bit or whatever and you go back to doing something or you start doing something different and i think that's the key is you know so many people don't understand like like how long has it been since you started out when since you're 15 how old are you now
3: i just turned 22 yesterday
1: Happy birthday.
3: Yeah, Happy birthday, that's Georgie. Wow. That's I, I, I had to have a <laughs> right, to right. like, drank too many last night. I had to I had to give myself some stuff.
1: Right. There you go. So, you know, that's we were talking to a gal the other day, um, and they're like, How long have you been in business? We just started our 14th year wow. at this company. Exactly. And yep. it, it's crazy how fast it goes but it's also crazy how long it takes yeah. right i mean you, I, get I get that and i think that's always having a drive and going forward and you know we've talked about it before one of the owners is like we're not getting there fast enough and i'm like yeah but what if we'd already gotten there what would you do right if you got to that point yeah, everybody kind of has a set, tendency to sit back on their laurels and do nothing and it's like you know you guys now in a 5000 square foot shop when you were 15 if you'd have been sitting there looking at that black charger going you know someday i'm going to be in a 5000 square foot right. shop and and you have just you, you just there's no that. way
3: yeah. No, I think that's, a, I think that's really good. Like what you said, because yeah. I, I mean, we have those conversations just like everybody else. We'll have our weeks where we're slow. We'll have our weeks where we're slam packed. And I tell yeah. them like, you got to sit back and enjoy the journey. Sometimes we're laying on the floor at three o'clock in the yeah. morning. Like, Holy shit. Why didn't we take all this work in? And sometimes it's three o'clock in the afternoon. We're like, all right, you want to go get some beer or something? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Enjoy the journey. Like it's that's not going to just happen. And, and there's, I mean, you could clock in nine to five. You want something stable and this and that that's what you want to do. Go go do it. But yeah. that's what's fun to me is like what's gonna happen next week. I have no mm. idea. Let's see what happens. Well we're gonna get it done every single time we get it done, no matter what. Yeah. Yep. It's the month, month, it's gonna get done. And that's what's just so I, I just love looking back at it. Like I'll lay on the floor, I'm like, Hey, you remember you know, last month we were so bored and now it's like what's going on? It's just enjoy the journey. And that's what I love. I love doing exactly. it with him, with everybody.
0: It's just it's I don't know. I wouldn't choose to do anything else other than this. Thousand percent That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, this has been such a fun conversation. Uh, how do people get connected with you guys? Uh, I do have OnlyFans. Uh, no, oh, really? <laughs> wow. See, you uh, shouldn't
1: have said that because uh, that earlier uh, part where Jody was on. All yeah. right, yeah. man. All right. Where do I subscribe that?
3: i'm right here baby
1: no um, no no but yeah
3: um definitely definitely instagram um just gloss garage and then our facebook is gloss garage detailing um and then we have a couple of youtube videos we want to start playing in that um i'm good at like doing work and stuff i need to stop being uh, closed minded and, and and learn how to do some videos because we we do some pretty cool stuff like we're actually like diehard car guys so we're constantly doing like big fat burnouts and the road out there and (laughs) car meets and this and that. And like, so we, we do some fun stuff and we need to, we need to stop, you know, we need need to get online, but definitely, um, Facebook, Instagram, we, we try to post, stay active, this and that. That's awesome this, man! do some training? SP three training in Florida. You know we're fine. So if you just want to come on vacation, mm-hmm. you know, go to the come beach. Come look us up. Yeah,
2: come look us up. Come hang out. Our door is always open to any detailer that
3: finds himself in Florida. Come hang out.
0: Which we're part here. of Florida are you in?
3: We are in the Space Coast. Um, we are in yeah. Rockwood, Florida. So we're uh, we're just right, right, like ten minutes away from Cocoa Beach. We're like, uh, oh yeah. Uh, what's that place? Ron John. Ron John. It's a pretty cool Space
0: Space Space yeah, Space I Blue. love Cocoa good. Beach. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. So
3: great strip clubs.
2: So we can't wait to see everybody at Mobile Tech Expo. Yep. we we'll will be there, there for sure. Seeing you guys over at SEMA, I had a wonderful time.
1: Yep, I, 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 I did too. It was good. So yep. you know, yeah, everybody go to MTE. You guys will be at home. No. Yes, sir.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we um might do something. Mike, we'll figure it out soon. We'll figure it out. Awesome. Awesome. stay tuned. If you guys (laughs) do
1: something, let us know. We'll push it out on the podcast Uh, and all everywhere. So just let us know. That'd be super fun. We'll
3: figure it out. We'll let you know ASAP.
0: All right. Let us know. So, well, guys, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank Um,
2: you so much. We appreciate it and we were very honored to be here.
0: well thank you and those of you that are tapping in please remember to go out to youtube and subscribe yes um i'm telling you it's been a lot of fun because i've been doing um we've been doing this show for over two years two years i mean there's over 200 episodes of road fs detail memoirs talking to men and teams like you guys vendors suppliers women and it's, it's really fun to look back at all the people that we've talked to over the years. And I'm telling you guys, there's a lot of good stuff. So oh, go yeah. check it out. And, uh, you know, we're going to check you same time, same bad channel just next, next week. week. So, all right. Happy
3: holidays. See, you,
1: See, you. See Christmas. you guys later.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yep. See you. See you.
4: it's true uh but i mean honestly without her most of this wouldn't have happened leslie is kind of the unsung hero of my success uh she's done a lot for me she's made a a huge sacrifices and she's always been a part of it i don't make any decisions without running them by her we don't always agree like you said you know sometimes she's got an opinion that differs from mine and i make decisions that she is unhappy with the mustang
1: Uh, the mustang (laughs)
4: <laughs> very unhappy with the mustang yeah uh but you know supercharger drag car like i, I had to do it um we've all but, been there. yeah that was one mm-hmm. that she was adamantly opposed to and i did it anyway <laughs> so now every time <laughs> something happens i get to hear about it and I knew what I was signing up for when I did it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Oh yeah. That car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah pretty much. That's awesome. Well, man, we want to thank you so much for being our guest. How do people connect with you?
4: So you can go to our website, showshineus.com. Uh, we also, we, uh, like I mentioned, we've got some certification events coming up. If you have any questions, you can also reach us by phone. Um, it's 859-365-0900. Uh, if you want to pre-register for that course, we've got some other classes that we're scheduling uh, with guest, with Ivan LaCroix as a guest speaker. So I know some people would really like to pick at his brain. Good opportunity to do that. Um, I- I'm always available. You can get me by text message, email. Um, I- I- I'm always happy to help. So if anybody has any questions, needs to reach out to me for anything, whether it's related to my business or theirs, feel free to contact me.
1: Awesome. 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 Well, guys, if you can't find the Jason... Or Show you can get a hold of us. Uh but you know, it's pretty easy to find him, showshine.com. <laughs> so thank you for being our guest. We love Thanks, you guys. Chris. It's awesome seeing you. I'm glad that you guys are you've taken that next step and you're and you're moving into that next phase of your life and your career and all that stuff. Look forward and excited to seeing what's next on the plate.
4: It's gonna be big. Twenty twenty three is gonna be huge. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Well, thank you awesome. so much, man. We will uh, check you same time, same bad channel, just next week, right here on Detail Memoirs. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.
1: Yep. I mean, it had sap on and everything, and it was grab whatever pad you can grab, grab whatever polish you can grab, and and get it done as fast as you can. And it was a single stage, get it out the door, um, versus. Somebody that's bringing in their black Audi eight and they want it to look no scratches, right? So those I, questions I, I I love and I hate them at the same time. And my recommendation is always the same. Whenever ask anybody asks me uh about the software, I would say, we have features and whatever I produce this year, they're gonna produce it in six to eight months if they're lucky, and um and two months if and they're vice great. versa. And vice versa. <laughs> whatever they produce, we're gonna produce because you kind of have to. But Try them out and see what you see what works best for you. I, I think there's
0: a really important lesson there that you just shared. I think a lot of business owners, especially detail business owners, because they're so detail oriented, when they get a complaint, their go-to response is to bring up the wall of defense and go, oh no, man, not my work, right? And you're like, look, I would rather have the complaint because it forces me to look at my product, it forces me to look at my team, my company, and I have to make a decision. Do I want to become better and more competitive or do I want to retreat in this wall of offense instead of moving forward? And I think that's a really, really important lesson for business owners. Looking back, you know, as we wrap up here, I mean, you, you have a 20 plus year journey What are some things that you've learned along the way that you think are helpful for other business owners?
5: Yes. I I mean, I think that that one thing is the most important um, switch that you can flip the idea of, um, you know, taking responsibility and taking the blame and then trying to improve. Um, Because even if the customer's wrong, that, you know, it could just mean that your messaging was off and you just have to change the way that you framed the problem or the solution. And then you can take that to the next customer. And so, I mean, a business is, there's so many different layers to the business, right? Like there's the customer facing part of the business, there's the marketing, and then there's the the behind the scenes part of the business, which is like, you know, between accounting and operations and employee stuff. And so, I mean, you can apply that theory of, you know, taking responsibility and being open-minded and being humble, rather than taking offense and uh, assigning blame. Um, To me, that's the most important factor. Um, And so, it took me a long time to figure that out. I mean, at least ten or fifteen years. I have not always had that philosophy with my business. I used to wallow in sorrow about, you know, you know, problems and rather than taking them head on. Um, and so, uh, w- one of the best books that I've ever read for my business, um, was a book called, um, the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's, he has this concept called resistance. Um, and everybody has, res- their, your mind creates resistance Um, to ideas. And most people, you know, run from the resistance, you know, the problems that happen. Um, But really what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to press into them and go towards the resistance. And really that it's almost like a barrier to entry because what a business is, you're solving problems for your customer, right? Whether you're a detailer, you're um, you're or a software manufacturer or a towel manufacturer. Really, there's problems that you're solving for a customer, and you're hopefully saving your customer time, and they're going to trade you their money to solve that problem for them. Um, and so, when you're when you're going into the resistance and fighting these battles against it, you, you, uh, most people fall away. And so there really is no competition if you're just pressing into these problems and trying to solve them. That's uh, awesome. That's
1: perfect. So, so go out and read that book, The the War of Art. Um, and kind of in wrap up here, a couple of things uh, you can find Ian at, give us all your, you know, personal
0: pertinent Instagram, details, pertinent
5: website, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The website's autofiber.com. My email is ian at, Autofiber.com. You know we're on Facebook, um, Instagram. We even have TikTok now. Um, and then also, if you can come to some of these trade shows, yeah. I really you know suggest going to SEMA or Mobile Tech Expo or you know any of these uh, trade shows where these detailing companies and detailers are like literally. I mean, I sell to a bunch of different industries. And I think detailing's the best industry. It's the best people I think really for the most part, people are really humble and nice and, um, it's just a great experience. Uh, so many of the people, the businesses and customers, they, they've become my friends over the years. And it's just like, if you want to be really stoked on your business and inspired, you should go. Um, yeah,
1: yeah absolutely I, I would i would second and third that so next one come up is mobile tech expo january i think it's the 20 week of the it's very 28, last 28. weekend but well, last week of january first week of february um go looking up if you can't find them you're really not looking because if you can't find auto fiber that come on they've been around for 20 some years so you'll be able to find them um uh, really appreciate it and uh glad we finally got to you know hang out a little bit at SEMA and talk to you. Uh, Everybody, go out and uh, you know, go vote for Road FS Detail Memoirs at the MTE Golden Mike Awards. Go vote for Auto Fiber for company. It's just you know we got to give some love back to the industry, and I, I'm just absolutely blown away uh, at the number of businesses that have been in this detailing industry through the 2008 and then up this year as well. You know, you see all the negative stuff. You see all the people when COVID hit that were out of business in two weeks. And there's some of us, people on this screen that have been through major <laughs> downturns and economic times. Just and, part of the process, you know, baby, like you said, it's embrace kind of, it. It's either running away from it and throwing your hands in the air or, you know, lowering your shoulders and going into it. And um, I think that's the only way to deal with it. That's one of the things that, you know, Jody and I, people are like, looked it up and I'm like, man, you're like a little bulldog. You guys are just tenacious and you <laughs> have to keep be. going I that's man the key. that's that's <laughs> my message to businesses is man you got to be tenacious and you got to just go after it and um but to your point you've got to be kind you've got to help raise the whole industry up because when we when we drag the industry down that's when it starts getting bad so raise people up raise up the whole industry and uh and i'm just glad that you spent some time with us really appreciate it
5: yep thank you man yeah i appreciate really appreciate you guys bringing me on i think you guys have a great show here and um, i look forward to seeing you guys in florida and anyone else and yeah to me like i really try to just have a positive attitude just for my own mental health um and so i am always just anytime a negative so i like negative ideas because they help Inform you of a problem you need to solve. But beyond internalizing that and refocusing it into something positive, I am co- only trying to remove any positive, you, any negative thoughts from my mind. And man, the power of that is phenomenal. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. That is, and that's something's trained in. I think most people have a problem doing that. You know, Jody and I talk about all the time. We'll come in here, we'll shut the door and I, we, we announce that it's about to get ugly. I'm like, okay, here we go. Surprise. I'm getting on my box. I'm, on my I'm like, box. okay, I a, can take it. <laughs> it's a mental thing. It's a physical thing that I say, I'm going to do this. And then I go, okay, now it's time to get off of that soapbox. And let's talk about how let's to solve, solve the problem. The problem. Yeah. And I think it's a cleansing thing that sometimes people can't just get off the box. They just continue to wallow in
0: it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. well, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, man. It's been a great conversation. I always love visiting with you guys. Please go connect with the IN Ramel camp auto fiber yep. it's on Facebook, Instagram, now TikTok, And please remember to like share and subscribe.
1: And we'll see you next week with somebody else. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And thanks, man. Bye.